Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the hijinks. I've got a trig midterm tomorrow and I'm being chased by Guido, the killer pimp. The opportunities. I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. And the wisdom. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Steve Spears, your co-host for Stucky 80s. Hey, I'm Sean Daly, the pop music critic from the St. Petersburg Times. And welcome to part two, part two of our great uh, movie soundtracks of the 80s episode. Yeah, uh, get them up to date, get everyone up to date. Where yeah, are we right now? We're screwed, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> we're sitting here going, we're sitting here going, you know how many soundtracks we, we messed up and didn't, and didn't include in episode one? Yeah, last week we did 1980 to 1984, right. and what did we botch? What did we miss? We, we should have had Valley Girl in there, and we should have had uh, Last that, American Virgin. Valley Girl, is that, what's her name who does the... Um G.E. Daly wasn't a little blonde. Oh, yeah, was she? Yeah, she, yeah, I liked her. She was hot. You know what? I, Molly Sherman, <laughs> my first girlfriend, kind of looked like her a little bit, like the little compact blonde. Am yeah. I saying too much? No. I, I'm All right, just, Valley Girl. I, what else did we miss? Uh, Last American Virgin. Just once. Can we try? Yeah. Oh yeah. man, we're we're gonna do a whole pod. We've obviously done whole podcasts already on Valley Girl, and we're gonna probably cover Last American Virgin down the road. So it's natural that we forget some of the great ones, and I don't want everyone to freak out because everybody knows that Valley Girl is my favorite soundtrack of all time. But we're trying to hit some of the ones we've never talked about before. So in this great episode, we will discuss uh, such classics as um, you know, Steve Spears. Uh, I blogged about this subject, uh, uh, I think, a month or two ago, yeah. Best uh, 80s Soundtracks. And you chimed in on my blog. And I, do you remember what you, what you had? You had your top five soundtracks of all time. Do you remember uh, what you said? Okay. What were they? Cause number one was Valley Girl. Yeah. that's Number two was Pretty in Pink. That's a good one. Number three was Purple Rain. Yeah. Number four was Footloose. Yeah. And num- number five was Vision Quest. And number six was Miami Spice 2, starring Amber Lynn and Asia Carrera. And I just, I don't know what you were thinking about that. I see pretty much what I was thinking about right then. Yeah, actually, I did know what you were thinking about. But anyway, so this week we're doing 85 through 89. And I think that, I mean, the 80 to 84 was loaded, but we got a lot. I mean, this was the decade of the great soundtrack. Right. And I think with the, with the later half of the 80s, we see a little bit more of the uh, alternative music come into play. Sure. Not sure. as many rock classics anymore, but still some great tunes. You mean alternative songs like John Parr's Man in Motion off the uh, St. Elmo's Fire soundtrack? What a punk rocker he was. 1985. I'll t- let me tell you about St. Elmo's Fire. I think it is a great premise for a movie with some of the you know the best actors who were available to play those parts of the time. And I still think it is Are you referring the- to the Brat Pack? Yeah, I don't like to call them that. What do you uh, think about Ali Sheedy? Do you ever th- have a thing for her? I have a thing for every... Well, next really? all the female members of the Brat Pack, yeah. I, you know, I never liked Ali Sheedy. I never thought she was attractive. Or, yeah, sure. You know, I like him chunky but funky. She was <laughs> too thin for me. You know who's really classic? In fact, all the man. Brat Pack women were too thin. No. I like the Fat Pack. <laughs> the Fat Pack. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm sorry, what, were you, you, you were going to say something? One of the worst written movies I've ever seen. I mean, the, the dialogue is... Do the, do the boogada boogada. Can you, do, I'm sure you do an impression of that. <laughs> boogada boogada boogada. Ah! Oh, it's it's a stupid movie, but it's it's all style. No, no. It's all style and Georgetown this, Georgetown this, and uh, 
That we should do a St. Helens Fire podcast. Yeah, God, if you really want to hear some, me some crazy. I hate it, but all of Rob Lowe's lines in that are just so annoying. He's an idiot in that movie. I, I don't know what the uh, the thinking was when they made that movie. They're just like, you know, hope this will play well in non-English speaking countries, I think is what their thinking was. But you know, I, I have memories of like driving around on Sundays with my mom and dad, like house hunting, like I'm stuck in the back seat, and the St. Elmo's Fire theme always playing. You know, remember <laughs> that? That's like a really video cheesy. game. <laughs> Um, I just that it drives me crazy. It's like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah, it's not. uh, Besides that one song by John Parr, there's really not much on that album. Oh, your boy, 1985, Weird Science. Ah, you love Elfman. I love Elfman. I love Oingo Boingo. I I saw them play in um, the Us Festival. Remember when they had the Us Festival back in the 80s? You know, out in California. Yeah, I, do, I do remember that. And uh, you look at me like, of course I know it. <laughs> I'm looking at that. You think the, I'm you an idiot. The M's, you got stuck in your teeth. No, I don't. Really. <laughs> it's like, so you look like a hockey player, so it knocks your teeth out. I saw them play in the US Festival, and they, they played, was it Nothing to Fear? And I got hooked on them. And I, I've, I've been a fan of them for years. Yeah. I didn't like Weird Science, the movie. And I always made me no, like an outcast worst- because everyone quotes it. In fact, my forever fiance, who I've been with for 13 years, when we first started dating, she loved that movie. Really? What so line? She'd recite she- lines, and I'd be like, "Man, I gotta what I gotta dump this. It's broad. not really great movie. <laughs> 13 years later. Uh, all right, let's, let's keep let's keep reeling through the years. Uh, yeah. So Saint Elmo's '85. Also in '85, we had Back to the Future. I had it. I had the tape. I don't think I ever time. did. Oh yeah. What's your favorite crazy. song from that? Let's cue it up. Uh, back in time. Okay, here we go. Like Huey Lewis in the news, you know, I do. You know what which is not a very cool. Th- in fact, it's like the least cool thing you can say when you're a music critic. You like you like Back like in Time it. over Power of Love. Yeah, it's too obvious. <laughs> it's, too, it's too poppy. It's not alternative. Which one? Like Power Back of in Time. Yeah. Power oh yeah. You uh, really sold out with that. One. You know what they say about Huey Lewis, though, don't you? Oh yeah. Yeah, I he's heard that. Incredibly sir. gifted. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. He's Isn't like that? Our, our new Uncle Milty, right? Yeah, he's supposedly. Uh, yeah, we get it. Uh, also, eighty-five, <laughs> desperately seeking Susan. Eh. Did you like that movie? No, not at all. Was it a chick flick? Oh yeah, anything with Madonna by definition. And Aiden Quinn's in that, right? Yeah, but he's, he's hot though. When she was I, like drying her armpits in the in the uh, didn't bathroom, that kind of give you the willies? I was like, well, <laughs> well, okay. that kind of aroused me a little bit. The armpit thing. <laughs> no, I I don't know. I don't have a thing for armpits. So no, I'm not an armpit. I'm not I saying I have an armpit, armpit fetish, but I'm saying when she does that, it's just <laughs> so. And then I'm like. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, I should I, stop. They have that one great song, though. We should probably listen to it. Yes, let's listen to it. Into the Groove.
See, I miss Madonna oh, back in the day when she actually armpits. used to play. All of a sudden, my armpits are wet. Oh, they that's because they need to be ninety dry. degrees in our studio. <laughs> yeah. But I miss Madonna back in the days when she used to actually make songs I wanted to hear, as opposed yeah. to today, where it's just like this. Her and three hundred dancers and a I like little metronome. I like the new album. Uh, I don't. Hung up. That was good. All right, let's keep going. Vision Quest. Ah, Vision Quest. You know, this. first of all, Molly Sherman, my first girlfriend, This <laughs> uh, our song is on here, Crazy For You. Right. Which, like I said, is it was very, it's a lot of foreshadowing. But is that, I, is I, that I, the makeout song where you... Uh, yeah, when I lunged at her. My tell first the, tell, kiss. I, I know you already told the story. <laughs> I'm not going to tell that story. No, my first kiss was at a high school dance, and I've been planning this for like two weeks. Like, I'm going to kiss Molly Sherman. I got to get, you know, the monkey off my back. The first kiss is a lot. It's almost like losing your virginity. You, know, oh, you yeah, just want to be done with it. Right. So for two weeks, I'm thinking, all right, this this dance coming up I'm getting my first kiss so we're sitting on the bleachers I'm sweating like a pig you know and Molly's right next to me and all of a sudden the crazy for you comes like I'm crazy and I'm like alright this is it so I'm like I'm really pumping myself up and all of a sudden I kind of lock her in and I look at her you can already start to see the fear you know, starting in her eyes <laughs> and I lunge at her you know like I'm, I'm trying to mug her you know and my lips are imagine my giant head I mean I have a 7 and 5 8 head it's gigantic <laughs> there's a thing like an asteroid plumbing in it poor little innocent Molly Sherman and I got the kiss and like I remember pulling away and in her eyes, you know, she had gone to a happy place, I think. Like she had, she had blocked out. Yeah. Um, but I got it over with, and from then on, I was a love machine. No, not really. Uh, crazy. Uh, Vision Quest also has the classic Journey tune. Yeah, well, when I actually moved, when I was moving from uh, big, I was, what, 13, 14, we were moving from uh, Massachusetts to PA, and so Vision Quest, that was like my soundtrack. Like I felt like I was... This was going to be me. I was going to be the, the wrestler <laughs> in the unitard. <laughs> but I, I didn't wrestle, but strangely enough, I still wore a unitard, which doesn't make any sense now. Anyway, and then finally, we also have To Live and Die in L.A. That was from 85? That's 85, unless wow. you're getting your dates wrong. No, if any of these dates are wrong, it's Steve's fault, by the way. I'm reading off the Steve sheet. Who, who are you going to trust? Sean, who's reading off the sheets and telling me it's about his asteroid head? <laughs> Or your uh, old pal Steve Spears. Let's talk never about Wang Chung. Wrong. The other Wang Chung songs. Everyone Wang Chung tonight. I hate that everybody song. Wang Chung tonight. And uh, that, what was the other one? What was their uh, dance hall days? Hated them. However, hated the, them? the theme song from "To Live and Die in L.A." That's a good. Song. Might be my favorite song from an '80s soundtrack. You want to hear it? Yeah, it's great. I love it. I want to hear all of it. <laughs> That's a classic song. It's really good. You it's know, really good. It's ageless. I just I don't I'm like the movie. Now. Don't like the movie. But are right, you want to keep going? I'm having no, fun. No. You know what we haven't hit. We, we got up to Top Gun yet. No, but right now, 1986, 19. Top Gun. You, I would have thought that was earlier. I'm for some reason, but I guess 86. Oh, I'm sure is your right. dates are. They're correct. Fact. They're correct. Uh, 1986 Top Gun. It reminds me of a friend I had in college named Damon. I went to Syracuse University. Who hates me when I say that? <laughs> Peter Kofsky hates Peter Kofsky. Uh, I'll get you, Peter Kofsky. Uh, uh, and I, I was friends with a guy who, you know, he drove a Fiero. 
Remember those Fieros, those little piece of crap, little plastic cars, you know? But he oh, Pontiac Fieros, yeah, I remember. And that. this guy, this guy Damon was—he was a great guy, but he always listened to. <laughs> oh, you distracted me! You're Sorry. eating peanuts over there, or <laughs> M and M's. And look, you still got the skunk in your teeth. Really? <laughs> but anyway, Damon would always play the Cocktail soundtrack, and Cocktail was '88, and the Top Gun soundtrack. And so Fiero, that we'd be cruising around in Fiero, and he'd be cranking, playing with the boys, you know, from the Whoa. Top Gun. <laughs> No. Can we play a little playing with the boys? Yeah, here we go. <laughs> But anyway, so yeah, playing with the boys, you know, and it's like, it's the scene that's like the gayest scene. Yeah, can we talk a little bit about the volleyball scene in. uh, Why are they all so oily? Why are they wearing their jeans? (laughs) (laughs) Why why do they take their shirts off and then wear their jeans? Because they all look really, really good, I guess. That's, I hate that scene. It's it's, It's not a guy movie anyway, it's a girl movie. But it's got some great music. It's got some great, you know, aerial scenes. But it all falls apart with the yeah. great volleyball scene. Yeah. And anyway, we we drive around this Fiero, and the pieces would be falling off left and right. But Damon was the one guy that he, um, whenever we passed like an eighteen wheeler, he, you know, the Fiero's low to the ground. He'd always want to do that thing, like a Smokey and the Bandit, like go un- drive under the eighteen wheeler. Like, no. Go, yeah, I swear to God. And so you'd be like, ah, oh, that's kind of funny. But then you'd see this like crazy pinwheeled eye, and you knew he was going to do it. You'd be like, dude, pull over, really? You know, turn off the Top Gun, you know, and pull over. But anyway, Damon, great guy. I have a, I have a Top Gun well. story. It's not, a, it's not a great story, but I'll tell it. Does to it you. involve you in just jeans and no shirt? <laughs> it involves somebody else in jeans and no shirt. Whoa, is it Elisa? No. All right, let's this hear is '86. This at least was long gone by now. Uh, this was, uh, I guess, freshman year in college, freshman or sophomore year, sophomore year. Anyway, who cares? The point being, finally go and see the movie. Like I think everyone in the, in the known universe had seen the movie, and I think I was checking it out like the Dollar Cinema. <laughs> and uh, I took this girl um, who lived in the dormitory next to me, and uh, I guess she told her mom, "Oh, this guy's going to take me out tonight. You know, he's a real nice guy, and he's in a fraternity." And I don't know. so. She asked her mom, will you please go out and get us some alcohol? Because at that time, none of us were legal. So her mom – so she goes, what kind of alcohol do you really like? I'm like, well, you know, Jim Beam is nice. Which, you know, that's what you drink when you're a freshman in college. So her mom goes out and buys Jim Beam rye. Have you ever, the, not the bourbon whiskey, the rye whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had rye uh-huh. whiskey? It just oh, – I can't describe the taste adequately enough. Other not than good, this, good or bad? Other than say you'd have to be like a – a wino on the street to want to drink more than it. It's like wood shavings yeah, or something? Yeah, it's horrible. It's nasty. It's not what you're expecting anyway. So we come back. We watch the movie. We come back to her place. And uh, her mom is sleeping. We're in, she's got one of these dorm rooms that has like you know two bedrooms and a little kitchen area. Well, her mom is sleeping in one room. And she's like, oh, come in. You know, want to come in and have, you know, we'll have some of this. This Jim Beam that you wanted so badly. And I'm like, uh. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be nice and polite because it's like, you know, her mom went to the effort. You know, she shouldn't have bought it for us anyway because we were underage. So I'm trying to just drink this stuff down with, I think, um, orange juice as a mixer or something. Something that's like you should never use as a mixer with, with this particular brand of alcohol. And so we're, she's like, oh, you want to come in my room and we'll just, uh, you know, we'll snuggle and watch TV. And I'm like, you know, your mom's in the room next door. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, it's only like, 10 o'clock at night, so I don't really think she's sleeping next door. 
So we get in there, and no sooner than I sit down does she like whip off her shirt and this, like, just jump on me. And I'm like, I'm freaking out. Nothing. <laughs> Except for the fact that it happened after we saw the movie. And, and so she, she jumps on me, and I'm, I'm really feeling So she's in jeans, topless in jeans. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Is she a big girl? She, yeah. If you, you see what I'm saying here? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> don't never do that again. <laughs> so, so she's, I just wanted to get out of there. I mean, I'm, I'm just creeped out at this point. Cause, I mean, really? I'm, I'm so just your hormones for... hadn't taken over and like your you no, know, well, little the, Steve was the, like, don't f- worry about no, the mom. No, the fear of her mom walking in and seeing her daughter half naked laying on top of yeah, me. That's weird. And then ha- that, that, the, the girls with the real strong relationships to their moms, never a good yeah. idea. So I, I like beat it out of there. I'm like, I got I to gotta go home. I, it's, it's late, and, which it wasn't. So um, I leave the room and um, the elevator, she just lives in this really tall dormitory. The elevator's right by her door, and she's still half naked at the door. And I'm punching the the button for the elevator, punch, punch, punching. I'm trying to get the hell out of there, and she she starts losing it. She starts lecturing me and stuff. Suddenly, the door of the elevator opens up. There's five or six people in the elevator staring at me, and her still naked, half oh naked. Oh my god, really? And she's like, I don't appreciate being you, Steve, and just it's just like lecturing me, just going going to town on me with her breasts. Yes, out? yes. And everyone is just looking with their jaws on the floor going, what the hell is going on? Yeah. So I, I jump in the elevator. The doors close. And everyone looks at me like I've somehow <laughs> yeah, done, yeah, this, did, yeah. done this horrible thing. And I, so I, I just launch into the – I'm such a maniac. I launch into the whole story of the evening with these people on God, the right. I'm like, you, really I'm like, you don't understand. Issues. And they're like – none of them said a word. And we go down the bottom. Doors open up. They scatter. I go home and you know nurse my mental scars, which was God, unfortunately obviously still last twenty years up. later. Wow, that's a good story. Sorry, that's, that's a good story. one. You like it? It's vaguely related <laughs> to Top Gun. But that's all right. But to this day, when I see Top Gun, all I think about is drinking rye and let's clean. Let's out. clean up this show a little bit. No. Um, <laughs> no. Do, you, do you want a minute? No, I'm good. Have some M and M's. <laughs> They're already left. All right. Uh, also, 1986. Let's move on. Do you have any dirty topless stories that, to go with Pretty in Pink? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to hear some music. All right. Let's hear some music. Here we go. That song, classic, isn't it? It is a good song. You know, I think I don't it was feel strongly about Pretty in Pink. You, are you other kidding people. me? Yeah, no, that's a I top know. five. That's top five all the way. I mean, look is at, that more iconic as a John Hughes film than Sixteen Candles? I'd say Sixteen Candles is the better movie, no question about it. Yeah, but the soundtrack. Where on, would you rank them? Uh, the John Hughes kid ooh, teen. That's a good question. number one. Sixteen Candles. Yeah, and the number two. Well, Ferris Club. Actually, I would say Ferris. We, by the way, for, we forgot to mention Breakfast Club, nineteen eighty-five. Yeah, but it only has one good song on it. Yeah, simple. Minds. But uh, I would say uh, Ferris number one, six, sixteen candles number two. See, I'm not a big Breakfast Club fan. I'd say Breakfast Club three. Here's my problem with the Breakfast Club: is that you know, I kind of like my parents back then. Yeah, <laughs> my, my, you know, John and Mary Daly. They're they're cool. 
They were. I mean, you know, they you know, whatever. Except right. For, I mean, I didn't have the problems those kids had. I mean, I, I thought it was an interesting movie, and it was. It certainly broke the mold of teen movies. Yeah, and so I thought it was really whiny. Like I, I, I appreciate the humor, but I, I remember looking around like I kind of. I feel like an outcast now yeah. because you know, yeah, my parents they blow, you well, know. But I kind of liked them. I didn't right. want to sell out John and Mary. What's the worst John Hughes movie? Um, the worst John Hughes movie is uh, Home Alone, but I guess that's not really <laughs> Weird Science. Wasn't that yeah, John Hughes? Weird Science is pretty low on my list. But but back to I bet you pretty... got a lot of Weird Science fans out there and stuck yeah, in the eighties. You know, I, it had its moments. It has its moments, but it just doesn't fit the most. It's kind of a slapstick Alban Costello kind of movie. But I, back to Pretty in Pink, you can't tell me you got If You Leave by OMD. Uh, do What You Do by In Excess, uh, Pretty in Pink, obviously, by The Psychedelic Furs, Shell Shock by New Order, Round Round by Bella Louise Sum. How could you not like that? It's, it's probably the best. It, no, it is the best soundtrack. I meant the whole Short of Valley Girl. Nah, nah. Stupid movie. I don't but, feel it. Okay, go on then. Um, can we play, can we play uh, Back to the Future a little bit? No, okay. Uh, so <laughs> we have, uh, yeah, Ferris Bueller was 86. And then jump in the eight. You know, John Hughes. My favorite John Hughes movie might be um, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah, that's a good one. But back you know? to Ferris Bueller. You know, there was no soundtrack for that movie when it first came out. Oh yeah, was there ever one released with Oh Yeah by um, what by Yellow? Right? Yellow. What he did was he released a uh, kind of a his own personal. He like did a limited press run of this of a soundtrack for God, that but album. That, but, but that's but a, for the most part, look. most of those songs you have to. Oh, you know what I wish. You know what soundtrack I like? We didn't put on here is Vacation. Another. I think John Hughes wrote that Vacation. Did he really? Wow. Yeah. With uh, I like that with Lindsey Buckingham, Holiday Road. Oh, that's Lindsey Buckingham. Yeah, I, and then Dancing Across the USA. You know that soundtrack is not available anymore either. I have it on vinyl. Wow. Do you but still I, I, I want to say Vacation was eighty five. Do you still have an actual record player? I do. I do. But like, it's I listen to vinyl a lot. Wow. Um, what's next? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, Lost Boys, 1987. Oh, I'll tell you what's great about the Lost Boys, and we'll, we'll cue it up. Oh, uh, this there. is another favorite John Hughes coming up next. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Lost Boys. Lost Boys, I think, if I had to do a top 10 soundtracks, Lost Boys would be on it for sure. That's a good soundtrack. Because you've got um, a great In Excess song. Let's, let's hear oh, it. Uh, would you have, um, what's the, uh, Mary, Mary, you're all mine. That's what it is. You yeah. Hear it? Here we go. Yeah. That song gets you fired up. But I'll tell you what is even better about the uh, Lost Boy soundtrack. You've got Echo and the Bunny Men doing The Doors, People Are Strange. Ugh, I hate The Doors. Yeah, I know, but you like, but you like so, Echo, don't you? No. I don't, I, yeah, I do, but not doing The Doors. I hate The Doors. Really? Have I ever told you how much I hate The Doors? Just in every podcast, pretty much. <laughs> Jim Morrison is full of crap, but I'm sure there are a lot of people who enjoy that song just like you do. Yeah, but let's listen to a few seconds. This okay. might change your mind. I have nothing further to say about that song. I don't know, man. I'm done with the doors. Really? Well, yeah, I don't done. care. With the exception, maybe Billy Idol doing L.A. Woman. 
I don't know. I can't get any doors. Did you songs. like the Doors movie with uh, Val Kilmer playing? No, no. I, I, the whole thing. Oliver Stone. I don't like Oliver Stone. I like a U-turn. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> you see her naked I, in that. I, do you really? All right, let's move on. Let's move down. on to what I'm gonna say is an underrated John Hughes movie. Incredibly underrated, and I'm gonna say it's the best John Hughes soundtrack. Can you tell me what that movie is? 1987. Uh, the only one he made in 87 was Some Kind of Wonderful, right? Indeed, Some Kind of Wonderful. Ah. I love that movie. It's a really good movie. Eric Stoltz and, uh... uh Mary Stuart Masterson. Yeah, very good. It's it's not a... It's not... It's a... And, it's got uh, the typical, what's her name? Leah oh, Thompson. Leah Thompson. God, I love her. She's hot in that As movie. Amanda Jones, yeah. remember? It's Amanda Jones. That soundtrack is great. I, um, I Go Crazy, Flesh for Lulu... And who does uh, Miss Amanda, the cover of Miss Amanda Jones? The March Violets. The March Violets. You know anything about them? Nope. And what else is Who does the version of um, I Can't Help Falling in Love with You? You know, that Oh, that's Lick the Tins. Lick the Tins. I love how you say it. Like, oh, yes, yeah, Lick the Tins. Lick the Tins. A delightful Best band. You're, you're reading that. But anyway, that's a great movie. Yeah, that's I am really reading really right nice. off that. And can we hear a little uh, Flesh for Lulu? Yeah, let's play it. Great song by a band with a very strange name. Yeah. Did they do anything else? Uh, yeah, they had a couple other songs. In fact, we're gonna we're gonna touch on them eventually down the road because we're gonna do a whole podcast on bands with stupid names. <laughs> and so I'm sure they'll they come qualify. up. Qualify? Yeah, I think them and uh, Bow Wow Wow and Only Good Boy and Good will all be. Now we're represented. coming to oh, also 1987, Less Than Zero. Ah, uh, God, that Jamie Gert scene in the hallway. Remember that? Oh my God, how that can you forget? Hot. That is so hot. Yeah. <laughs> So. But and then and it's like so hot, but so Andrew McCarthy who wished that it was you know he, Frank Gertz. He <laughs> <laughs> was with, I don't was say so, that. <laughs> no, come he's on. Not, is he gay? Oh, he is as gay as a. I don't know. I don't know. No, <laughs> I didn't know. Even that. if he is, he's a fine actor, and I respect him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but uh, I, the thing I remember most about. Um, uh, Less than zero, of course. Oh, this is uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Um, oh yeah, he actually has some ple- it, pleasuring just, somebody for drugs. Yeah, pleasuring James Spader, I believe. Yeah, right? James, James Spader's a nasty. Uh, he, he plays a really good bad guy. He does quite a bit in the early eighties, yeah. and he's he's not so much anymore. In fact, can you ever see True Colors with him and uh, Cusack? Oh, he, he actually play, he plays, plays the good guy. guy. But uh, Less than uh, Zero has the great song by the Bengals. Let's cue it up. Look around. He's around. prefer that to the original, don't you? I do. I like Susanna Hoffs a lot. Who doesn't? <laughs> she has a new album coming out with Matthew Sweet. Where yeah, they a do lot a of, bunch co- of covers. Yeah, you ripped it on your blog. I, I'm I, looking forward no, to that. No, no. Everyone gets this wrong. I, I didn't rip the album. I'm just ripping the concept of cover albums. I just think there's too many artists are doing yeah, cover albums. Yeah, there's a difference between, like, say, Springsteen or Susanna Hoffs and Matthew Sweet doing the covers and, like, Rod Stewart doing The Way You Look Tonight. Right. Well, <laughs> but, know? I mean, it's just it's still the same thing, though. To me, well, it, it's. It, it's just too close to me. I just, I've, it's like make your own music. Someone like Springsteen, who's doing a cover album coming out of uh, 
on Pete Seeger, the Seeker session? Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to buy that. If, if I'm going to spend money on uh, Springsteen now, I want some original tunes. I don't want to hear him You're doing a bitter, uh, bitter man. I don't want to hear the frog comes a courting. And yet you love Echo and the Bunny Man covering the doors. Yes, I have caught you in a trap. Oh. I just think it's let's move on to it's a great song from that movie. And I'm going to give a all you guys looking to woo a woman. Let me tell you something right now. Make them dinner. Pop in. She's having a baby. Believe oh, it or not, yeah. that is instant panty remover. Despite the fact that it's all about, <laughs> despite the fact that it's all about having a baby. But the soundtrack too. I remember oh, when I, I was have... when I was up at school at Syracuse. Um, the girls would sit around. They'd listen to like apron strings and uh, was it uh, the, this, this woman's one, work? This woman's by work by Kate Bush. Bush. That's a fantastic. And they'd sit there and they'd get these like little pretty pouty faces like ah and then i launch in for the kill hello ladies that's a fantastic that uh, I, I think i even said in a podcast before that might be one of my favorite john hughes movies oh that's great kevin well, bacon it on DVD. kevin bacon it. elizabeth mcgovern uh it's got uh some really good tunes on there. you got brian ferry doing crazy love yeah it's great Kate bush is on there you got uh genie loves jezebel doing desire it's really it's I can't you own it right yeah I get yeah I, so, I do I, I do own that I used to have it on uh, embarrassing tape. though I just got unwrapped it I got really? I got somebody some label sent it to me a couple years ago I just unwrapped <laughs> but it is really really good I do like I it. have the Inya box set that I got like for Christmas like three years ago <laughs> yeah Inya and it's still in the box I haven't even taken it out yet That's so ultimately we're coming to nineteen or uh eight no, yeah nineteen eighty nine <laughs> And the Batman soundtrack. Uh, I've been waiting for this all week. This better be everything you made it out to be. You know, I think I, I, I overhyped it, but you know, maybe there's something that you could launch on. You know, are there any nude well. Norwegians in this one? There are no nude Norwegians. Nothing tops that. The Norway story, no, Trina. The, the strums. The, hey, on, by no. the way, which reminds me, we had we had a lot of emails to the podcast after your uh, your naked Norwegians story last week. And if not last week, two weeks ago. And if you want to know what we're talking about, go back, everybody, and and download the podcast of what was that one of ACDC versus Guns N' Roses, and listen <laughs> yes. to Sean's story about Norway. Classic. That's very nice of you. Thank Classic. you. Yeah. The, the thing I, I I think about a lot is the girls doing the bicycle, and when you listen to it, oh, the yeah. naked girls doing the the bicycle exercise. And uh, you know, it's it's a wonder I you know I, you, you I, know, what, you know, what stays, you know what sticks in my mind, Mama no. <laughs> but anyway, go back and listen to it. But anyway, nineteen in in the summer of nineteen eighty nine, uh, I was nineteen years old in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and I thought it would be a great idea to take a summer job as an usher in a movie theater. Now, this would be the first of many jobs in which I wore an incredibly dorky uniform. I would later be a bellboy. <laughs> That's the worst. Did you have to wear the little pillow box? No, hat? but I'd wear this, like, they'd give me these. And same thing with the with the uh, movie theater. They'd give you these polyester uniforms that would fit once. And then your mom would wash them. And then, you know, I mean, the buttons are about to shoot off. And so already picture me with the, the buttons. I just scream. And all this thing. You can see big patches of skin going down. You know, I'd be like, <laughs> and I was a ticket taker, which wasn't that bad. You know, it's like, and sometimes you'd see your buddies and they'd be like, hey, you know, uh, monkey boy or something like that. And they, they'd make fun of me. And I'd be like, all right, you know, get in there. You're not getting enough free. Anyway, that summer, there was um, the big blockbusters were, were uh, the third Indiana Jones movie. A Dead Poet Society, but the big one of the summer was Batman. It was Tim Burton's Batman. That was okay? a great movie. Now, when that movie, on opening night, 
that you know the the place was just mobbed but it was <laughs> it was mobbed with people wearing dressed up like you know i got i got to just rip the riddler's ticket you know like all the guys the batman nerds are coming in dressed as various you know characters <laughs> and the place is just mobbed and the lines at the concession stand are just are are are, are epic they're epic and um and so they're like listen Sean we're taking you away from Terran tickets you got to go back and serve people popcorn. Well, for some reason, in my mind, Taron Tickets is kind of manly and cool, like, hey, and I could do, like, shtick. But, like, somehow going back and serving popcorn was really emasculating. Well, I go back there, and I'm serving popcorn, and, and all of a sudden, um, I see Molly Sherman. <laughs> Your first, first girlfriend. girlfriend who yeah. I, I think I referenced during this show or maybe the last show. And Molly Sherman's in line to get popcorn. She's with this guy, and he's kind of a hunky guy. And here I am in my my monkey suit, and my buttons are screaming. So this is after you got like butter and like and like all the you know the Riddlers, you know, asking for juju bees <laughs> and stuff like that. Well, all of a sudden I start talking to the manager, like, "Listen, you got to get me out of back." So you'd already here. broken up with her at this point. Oh yeah, this is like five years. This is like four, three years later, three wow. or four years later. But yeah. I don't want Molly to see me like this in the state. I got like butter stains on me, you know. And so right in front of her, though. Is a guy in a Batman outfit, <laughs> and he's all fat. He's got like a three hundred pound Batman. And he's got the mask, the tight plastic mask on his face, and it's just his eyes. And you know, and I'm about you know, Batman wants popcorn, <laughs> and so Batman's right there. And so Batman wants popcorn. He's getting kind of agitated because the movie's about to start, you know. And I'm sure the suit's kind of hot, but right behind him is Molly Sherman and this hunk boyfriend. But I'm fighting with the manager, saying, "You got to get me out of here." You, I, you know, my you know my 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 ex girlfriend can't see me back here serving popcorn and the manager's like are you saying that you know uh, servers are, are you know are beneath you and i'm like i don't want to get into this right now you gotta put me somewhere else well batman's like come on you know like batman's getting mad and i'm fighting and molly all of a sudden molly sees me and so now the jig is up i'm like oh man so finally you know i serve batman you know and he goes off with the cape crusade or whatever and molly comes up and it's just awful you know and so after, uh, and so then, like after the movie starts, you know, I go back to my usher jobs, and I'd have to clean up. I'd have to clean up the theater after every movie, and the Batman crowd was a mess. I mean, it was really, really bad. And as I'm cleaning up, and the you know the lights are still kind of, you know, kind of half on, half off. Right. And the, the I you know the Prince song is playing. I think the song that they play over the credits is "Scandalous." I don't know what we're gonna play from the Batman movie, but. Um, I see Molly and the boyfriend. They're still there, and they're kind of canoodling. Oh, no. Making out? Yeah, making out. And here I am in my Jerry Lewis extra <laughs> uniform, you know, and, like, I'm feeling really low. So, anyway, there's me. It's just the scene. is like the prince is playing, and Molly and there. There I am scooping up, you know, Batman's jujubes on the floor. So, anyway, that's my they, Batman story. Do you think they were doing that just – do you think she was doing that just – Yeah, I think she was – because I kind of had broken up with her. Because she of- got mono. <laughs> I never told yeah. that. The reason we broke up is because yeah. she got mono, and I had to wait like four months. And so I'm like, oh, you know, forget this. Yeah. So you think that was like her payback? I don't know. But that was the Batman movie. Do you think about that every time you see Batman? Admit it. Pretty much. <laughs> or somebody in a Batman outfit. But it was hilarious. I mean, that night the place is loaded with like Batman and Riddler and all these guys who are like, you know, data processors and you know during the day. But anyway, that's my Batman story. That's so. really sad. It is extremely sad, but um, it's a pretty good soundtrack. It's an underrated. I mean, Purple Rain is like the great soundtrack, but the Batman soundtrack is good. What do you like off there? Off of what? Batman? Yeah. You know what I like? We're going to play right now. Yeah. Prince's uh, Trust, where the, the song that you hear during the parade through Gotham City. 
You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you're, I like just, that. you're just this blank look on I'm your face. I'm so sweaty right now. <laughs> I'm telling that story. There was a lot of. I know. I, I thought you were gonna pass out I, at I one had point. I purge a lot. Okay. So here we go. Here's some uh, prints for you. It's a fun song. I'm so tired. <laughs> I knew that. You Molly, did. why? <laughs> did you ever? Did you ever uh, talk to her years later and kind of straighten everything out with her? You know, like, no, no, Molly. Yeah, you never did. Kind of like times say, got a little tough for Molly, I think. Oh, but right. we never. But that was really. It was really a hard night for me. And that manager, man, she was a bear. <laughs> she was so mean. But I got to see a lot of free movies that summer. That was cool. Yeah. I, you know the worst movie I ever saw. For if the fruity. uniform would have been a little bigger, I think it wouldn't have been so. But I looked like a sausage casing. <laughs> I, I mean, it was ridiculous. The same thing when I was a bellboy. It's like one wash, you know, and I can barely move. How am I supposed to pick up luggage as a bellboy when I can barely lift my arms? Anyway, that's off your. That's horrible. I'm sorry. Well, on that note, I I think we got to call it a day because you're just you're. I'm I don't curious. think I don't think we can top Batman. Are we doing any? Um, are we doing any, any more? <laughs> I want more. I feel like there's so much more to give. Are we, we doing keep... a um, uh, name that '80s tune this week? No, there's no name that '80s tune this week. So if you're waiting for us to, uh, oh, let's cue the magical music anyway because I can't live without it. Ah, <laughs> I need my magical music fix. You know what that's from, right? Peter uh, Gabriel's Sledgehammer. That's oh a, yeah, excellent. Yeah, so you're just looking at me like you just like <laughs> just, in this I'm podcast. So, so the the reason this we did this as a two part uh, podcast, and uh, we'll be back next week with the winners from last week. So does it that make sense to you? No, no, no okay. it does. But it makes sense. It's, to your Katardi's going to win anyway. So what <laughs> I want Katardi enter and win. <laughs> so next week we'll come back with the uh, answer to last week's uh, tune. Well, I had fun. These have been a, this has been a fun little uh, two parter. Yeah, I hope we gave you guys enough music. Uh, and uh, if you, we didn't, blog away. Let us know what we did wrong. Let us know what movies we oh, missed. Can I hype my blog? Sure. It's www.sptimes.com slash blog slash pop music. And there's also a link to Stuck in the 80s on there. You're right. Actually, you can find all the Times blogs at blogs.tampabay.com. Classic. Cool. And maybe, I had a great time. I'm spent, man. What will, we, what will we have next week? You will have to wait and see. But I'm, I'm told Sean's got some classic stories lined up. <laughs> he's just waiting to spring on us. So until then, we'll remain here firmly stuck in the 80s. See everybody. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the online departments of the St. Petersburg Times and TBT. The weekly podcast is engineered by Mr. Dave Morrison. Special thanks to David Peterkowski for our show opener. If you'd like to blog us, please do. Our blog address is www.tampabay.com slash blogs slash 80s. And remember, you can subscribe to the show at iTunes. Ah, the magical, mystical music. I'm twirling my nipples right now. Ah.
I want to slip the. You, you, you little f- <laughs> All right, go ahead. You're a little rabbit. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> I don't even know. You call I'm me a lost. rabbit. <laughs> Eye me up. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <laughs>